Mai Hadi Mai Kitene Hotaka. Welcome to the, to the panel on RNZ National. I'm Tim Watkin, in for Wallace Chapman, and today on the show, we check in what's happening at Waitangi and look at three common myths about Tititi, the Treaty of Waitangi, with historian Paul Moon. Economists highlight how climate change is fueling inflation from plums to premiums, and what do we need to know? Hospitals are struggling to keep up with the demand for specialist appointments. We ask what needs doing on that front. Waka Kotahi warns that they need a lot, a lot more funding to maintain our roads and meet the transport needs in our future. So how do we do that? And then we want to hear from you about your very best, best ever customer service experience. When was the last time someone really went above and beyond for you? Text me, 2101, 2101 on the text so that uh, we can share those stories. Joining me on the panel today are Anna Dean, the brand consultant. She's down the line in Nelson. Kia ora, Koto. Nice to be here. Hi, Tim. Kia ora, Anna. Lovely to have you there. And um, also far, far from where I'm sitting here, um, Stephen Jacoby is the executive director of the New Zealand International Business Forum, who's in our Napier studio. Kia ora. Kia ora, Tim. Kia ora, Anna. Really nice to have you both here. Um, We will get into what you've been thinking about really shortly, but... um, uh, coming up to 10 to 4, we're going to go to Whangarei um, because today they've welcomed their first ever official cruise ship. Go the north, the MV Reg- uh, Regatta. Regatta. 670 passengers made their way into the town basin today and the district is now preparing to host more ships. So we've got Whangarei Mayor Vince Kokurulo. Uh, on the line. Have I got that right, Vince? You've done very well, Tim. Well done on that. Oh, mate, I'm sorry. It's been a long day already. Come on. Um, and you're, you're actually a Waitangi, aren't you? I'm actually a Waitangi today. Uh, yesterday was when we had the first official ship come through, the Regatta. So why, was... why, why official cruise ship? Well, we've had a, sh- a couple of ships pop in the past, and they've been diverted from the Bay of Islands due to other you know, issues that have happened. So uh-huh. this is the actual official uh, ship. First line up into the, cru- in the cruises in Whangarei. Lovely. And the first of many, I presume, you hope? We are hoping. We've got another two more booked in for the season, and I believe there's another seven booked in for after that. And how do the locals feel about this? Are they, are they um, embracing the new visitors or got some reservations? Look, at this present, we're still evaluating the responses that we received, but generally around the community I've been picking up from, everyone has been absolutely excited about it. As, you know, we had markets on down at the Waterfront Town Basin. I know that Kiwi North and Museum, they were packed out. We had Hihiawa, the Hundavasa. Uh, we even had people going up to the Whangarei uh, Gardens along with the Whangarei Waterfall. So yeah. it, it was, they were just enjoying Whangarei. Some, some fishing over in Bream Bay, I see, from some of them and all sorts. <laughs> there you go. I tell you, I look, I look I, I'm, <laughs> they're living the dream. They're living the dream, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, you know, they, they, they had this, all their meals and stuff on the ship, but I tell you, a lot of the people, it was, was great. When I was actually, I got down to the town base and I was actually talking to a few of the, the tourists there and they were they were look, walking around and they said, oh, we've just had a, a beer at this place here and we've just had a pizza over there. I was like, oh, excellent, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what people say. That there's, there's always some reservations about the cruising industry, right? Because they do yeah. do so much on ship. And, yeah. you know, is a cruise kind of a sugar hit for the economy, really? They pop in for a few hours. They maybe, as you say, buy a beer and a super but they're not necessarily going to stay for a week or uh, really spread the money around the community, are they? 
Well, the big thing is it's about giving them a taste, a taste of Whangarei. So then they come back again and they might take a longer trip this time and actually stay in Whangarei for a bit longer or even stay here and then move up to Waitangi. Actually, that's actually what the regatta has actually done is they popped into the Whangarei, they saw Whangarei, then they've come up and they're actually out in the Bay of Islands at the present moment here Mm -hmm. uh, um, with all the tourists coming into Waitangi and seeing what Waitangi is all about. Interesting. So the cruise thing is a taster and then you try and, you know, it's repeat business. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, uh, what have you learnt for next time? What did you get out of your day yesterday that, that you know, made you think, okay, um, we can do better next time? Yeah, look, probably the biggest thing is we just need to make sure our communication, everyone's got the same message. That's probably the biggest thing. Um, make sure the, the cruise operators got the same message just as well as the bus companies. It was it was actually a good starting learning process for everybody. So it's, it's about just growing from there. Again, all of the uh, tourists locations had, they were absolutely ecstatic by it. You know, Kiwi North, they were very concerned about their numbers previously, mm-hmm. and because of the cruise, that's just bumped up their numbers, and they were very, very happy with that. Nice. Let's bring in our panellists. Anna, you're a impact person. Um, how would you take a, you know, a beginning, a new thing like this for the North and you know, run with it? What, what, what would you do to kind of promote a, uh, opportunities for the North out of a cruise ship popping in? Well, it's fantastic. I was actually in Whangarei um, in January uh, for the first nice. time in a very long time and seeing Huntabasa's, um new space was fantastic. Um, I'm not such a fan of cruise ships, to be honest, because <laughs> I used to live in Littleton and I know down there they've had a huge amount of, of trouble. And I guess um, hopefully the tourism operators are, are aware um, they're a big, you know, the, the retailers have um, huge amounts of people. There's actually quite a lot of shoplifting that can happen. Really? Um, they've had, yeah, yeah, big shoplifting rings with uh, cruise ships apparently. Okay, um, Because it's the perfect crime. You can, you can swoop in and, you know, then, you, then you've gone. Um, and, yeah, I know that the people in the local community there have actually had huge problems. A friend of mine said she actually developed a frown wrinkle uh, between her eyebrows because she just got so sick of them all. But I know that it's very different numbers um, to <laughs> what you're looking at. Any, any, any problems from the 670 events? I, at this present moment, I haven't had any reports of that at this present moment. You know, it's always, there's always a chance, but I haven't heard any reports. Good to know. <laughs> Stephen, are you, are you more, of a, more of a cruise fan? Uh, well, not personally, uh, no? um, someone with a lot of experience of it. But here in Hawke's Bay in Napier, the return of the cruise ships has been a very big thing for this yeah. community, particularly struggling, yeah. you know, after the cyclone. Uh, and so I, I think I could probably say we love cruise ships here in uh, in Hawke's Bay. And um, the town has been absolutely chocker in the last few days uh, with these tourists from all around the world. I just want to say to the mayor, though, I think that Hundertwasser Museum is absolutely fantastic. And the vibe that you've got there around the marina, we were in... Um, yeah. Whangarei for a long weekend a couple of years ago and the vibe that you've got going on with all of these um, uh, you know eateries and things can only be increased by having people speaking different languages and all the rest of it so you know all strength to you I thought Whangarei is really um, um, marching ahead and that's really good to know. God you got fans Vince? Oh, that's awesome to hear. That's wonderful. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, the more people you have in an area, especially around the waterfront town basin area, it, it just it creates more of a, a vibe and a you know, more atmosphere. So it's it's Whangarei is not really known for its nightlife. Uh, it has good restaurants, good bars. However, nightlife's not really there. So maybe with cruise ships staying overnight, there might become a bit more of a nightlife. There you go, Vince Kokarulo. Thank you very much, Mayor of Whangarei. Really appreciate your time today.
Not a problem. Happy to help them. Pleasure, mate. Okay. Um, let's come back to our panel now, um, about four minutes to the news. Um, let's have a hear what they've been thinking about um, at the moment. Anna, do you want to go first? Uh, thank you. Yeah, I've really been thinking about um, our hardworking public servants who are just facing so much uncertainty. It seems like uh, so many people that I talk to are either having to tighten their belts, worried about their their work, um, how it's going to carry on beyond June or beyond the budget, and um, really just, just feeling that uncertainty, particularly hard when um, a lot of people are working in really evidence-based areas, particularly around transport, social development. Um, and the one thing I keep hearing about is environmental programs that are being slashed and, and burned. And yeah, it's a it's a tough time. People don't seem to realise that public servants can't share their views publicly. And I've talked mm-hmm. to a few people. Uh, one one friend lost five signed contracts recently. So um, wow. the effects are very real. And um, I'm just really looking forward to hearing about what this government's going to be actually delivering, rather than just. Um, well, I was going to say, so I, I guess such as politics, right? I mean, this was the the mandate yeah. they they got. It was pretty clear that they wanted to cut programs. That's that's mm. the way of it, or. Well, I've been talking to a few National Party voters actually recently over the last week or so and just about this really messy start um, to this three-headed tanifa or however you like to call this coalition and and really feeling a little bit um, regretful of their of their choices. And I actually was quite surprised that, that people were changing their vision or changing their, their thoughts so much towards the government so quickly. The honeymoon period definitely seems to be rapidly diminishing. Very short honeymoon if we're talking about that. Stephen Jacoby, what have you, what's been on your mind? Well, on this day before uh, Waitangi Day, I've been thinking about Auntie Mihi Edwards. Uh, now, who Mihi is Pekka Auntie Mihi Edwards? Edwards? Ah, well, I'll tell you. Mihi Pekka Edwards, you may have read her books. Um, but about 40 years ago, which really kind of ages me, um, a small group of friends decided to learn some te reo Māori, and we happened to meet Auntie Mihi, and she was willing to teach us in our small group. And what an experience from this amazing kuya from uh, Te Arawa, Waikato. Uh, and she was absolutely fantastic. Um, and more than the pronunciation, more than the songs, more than those useful phrases for the porphyry, she really gave us a window into Te Ao Māori. And she was quite a person, you know, she'd been on the land march, she, she'd had all sorts of experiences during her life, but she was willing to sit down and, and spend time with us Pākehā. Later, of course, she wrote three books, and when she died back in 2008, she was widely acknowledged as a rangatira in mm. the struggle for Māori identity. But, you know, I think the point here is that still in New Zealand, uh, too few Pākehā get the opportunity for an up-close relationship with Māori. And I know it's not always easy, but those who do are changed in themselves and the way they think about our country. So, Stephen, how old were you when you were doing these lessons? About 24. Don't, don't do the maths. No, but it really, it really changed you. Yeah, and, and gave me an interest in, in, in uh, you know, Kopapa Māori uh, and that I've been able to add on. Later. Thank you so much, Stephen Jacoby and Anna Dean on the panel today. Uh, coming up after the news, we're across to Waitangi. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.